0: Welcome back to the Startup Showdown Podcast, where we discuss pitching, funding, and scaling startups. Join us as we interview winners, mentors, and judges of the monthly $120,000 pitch competition powered by Panoramic Ventures. We also discuss the latest updates in software, web3, healthcare tech, fintech, and more. Now sit tight as we interview this week's guests and their journey through entrepreneurship,
1: Lee Cantor here, another episode of Startup Showdown podcast, and this is going to be a good one. But before we get started, it's important to recognize our sponsor, Panoramic Ventures. Without them, we couldn't be sharing these important stories. Today on Startup Showdown, we have Maya Ellinger with Hypopotamus. Welcome, Maya.
0: Hi, Lee. Thanks so much. Excited to be here.
1: Well, before we get too far into things, uh, tell us a little bit about Hypopotamus. How are you serving, folks?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we are a publication here in town in Atlanta, but we cover the Southeast and we specifically cover tech startups, entrepreneurship and the venture capital ecosystem uh, here in town. So it's been uh, a bit of a wild ride um, the last couple of years as the Southeast and Atlanta has really um, continued to make its mark on the tech scene. Um, but yes, we're here to to highlight the entrepreneurs and the founders and investors that are moving the ecosystem forward.
1: Now, can you talk a little bit about the history? Um, I know this started as kind of a venture from several entrepreneurs that wanted to serve the same community by telling the stories within that community.
0: Yes, absolutely. So uh Hypoponus has been around wa- for, for quite some time now. It actually started as a co-working space uh, in the Biltmore for people that are familiar with the Midtown Atlanta area. Um, now we're just an online publication. Um, and by that, I mean, we uh, we are doing the editorial work to to highlight the great founders that are coming out of the um, out of Atlanta and across the Southeast, uh, as well as be a place for where people can find their next job uh, at a startup in town, uh, with through our, our free job board, uh, as well as curated um, calendars of events to make sure that people know where they can meet uh, people, network, and and uh, continue to to help grow the ecosystem.
1: So, how did you get involved?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I joined just about two years ago, and uh, my background is kind of an interesting mixture of both startups and journalism. I, I went to school here in Atlanta and um, was working across uh, different um, opportunities within journalism while I was uh, in college. Uh, but after college, actually ended up working at a couple of different startups in the e commerce and, and kind of marketing space. Uh, before landing full time in journalism, and yeah, wasn't uh, looking for a new job, but um, the the opportunity to take over uh, and, and join Hype uh, came about in the middle of COVID, uh, and it was a unique blend of of my background both in journalism and uh, working at. Very, very early stage startups.
1: I think that um, that's a wonderful path. And I think that a lot of young people should pursue that path. Can you share a little bit about what your experience was in those kind of startups when they're in those beginning stages where there's so much energy and passion and hope? Um, you know, to get involved in an organization like that, it's a lot different than for folks that get a traditional college uh, experience, get a you know job at maybe an enterprise level organization. It's a different ecosystem and environment. Can you speak about what yours was at those startups?
0: Oh, absolutely. And I give this advice to to many people who ask, um, even if they're looking for jobs in journalism. I say, you know. Uh, a career path is very rarely linear. And I think uh, being having an opportunity to work at a startup um, is something that everybody should do at some point. Uh, why? One, it gives you stories upon stories to tell during interviews. You have to be able to learn how to think on your feet quickly, uh, learn how to wear multiple hats. Uh, and often you're going to be working uh, on problems that you wouldn't be able to do at a, at a larger company. So yeah, so my first experience out of college uh, was doing marketing and operations for a, uh, a menswear e-commerce brand. Uh, I had no background in men's fashion, most definitely not. I uh, didn't have anything there. Uh, had uh, really no operations experience. Uh, but for me, it was I was willing to get my hands dirty uh, and, and figure it out. You know, a lot of long nights, uh, a lot of early mornings. Um, but for me, I, I use that experience so much in my journalism, uh, time now, both because I really understand what it means to join as person number three as a, at a team that is literally building something in their basement. So I, I empathize with entrepreneurs in that way, but also just, uh, you know, the opportunity to take on, take on a challenge that, uh, you don't get to do very early in, in most people's careers. Um, when you when you are at a startup, you kind of have to create your own path and, and be willing to jump in and and uh, contribute to a team uh, very quickly uh, and to help it scale.
1: Now, having gone through this uh, experience, especially like you said, employee number three, anything that you learned from leadership in terms of this person that uh, convinced you to join the team they had to transfer some of their dream onto you because it was their dream to build this startup. It wasn't your dream. You were probably looking for a job and you were curious and interested. But anything from a leadership standpoint, from uh, yeah, maybe uh, including that first time, but through the ones you've talked to, is how good leaders are able to kind of make their dream your dream.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. And I will say my this this first job at a startup uh, out out of college, you know, I I followed. It was a group of Emory entrepreneurs. Uh, I went to Emory, and so it was through my network. I would say, you know, first first thing is definitely uh, the the ability to network and and uh, find people within your own network is really important. Um, but yes, I think being uh, transferring that kind of dream to me uh, to want to come join a startup that I I didn't necessarily. Uh, you know, if you would have told me, hey, after college, uh, with a degree in history and and, uh, working in journalism, you're going to work in menswear. (laughs) I wouldn't necessarily say that's what I wanted to do. But understanding the passion that those uh, uh, founders had uh, for building up a a consumer brand and an e commerce platform in Atlanta, I was sold. They're the really the ones that uh, made me really excited about building something new and building something interesting in Atlanta. Um, and so I would say that was a huge, you know, if you're able to spark interest and excitement in your team, that's really important. They also gave me a lot of autonomy, uh, you know, having come in as as an early uh, and very young, <laughs> very green person at the time. Uh, you know, they had the, the, the foresight and the trust, to say, hey, if you have an idea, uh, let's talk about it and let's see how we can bring it to, to life. And that's something that I definitely think as I've stepped into leadership roles, you know, I, I, I try to emulate that as much as I can because that's how you get interest from and buy in from people on your team um, at, at any stage of uh, growth for your company.
1: Now, um, having gone through the startup experience, you kind of went back to your journalism roots. Was that always kind of the plan was always to find a way to stay in journalism and tell those stories? And this was kind of a slight detour uh, along the way? Or was this something that if this thing really got a lot of traction and energy, you might have you know, a different a different Maya might be a startup founder right now?
0: Oh, that's an interesting question. Yeah, I think for me, you know, I've always been passionate about writing and journalism. And so that has kind of been my North Star this whole time. And, you know, for me, when I was doing operations and marketing at this company, I was able to do a lot of storytelling for, for the startup and for the team. So that was great. Uh, you know, what I now in this role at Hype, you know, writing is is my passion and the. A, the chance that I get to talk every day with founders who are, you know, bringing their stories to life, I get so inspired by by talking to founders every day. Um, You know, I I see myself staying in journalism, but there are so many great founders out there that, you know, you you never know life, uh, life takes you in different directions. So I I wouldn't say no to joining a startup at some point um, in the future. I think that uh, as I said earlier, you know, I don't think I think a linear career path would be very boring. And so, um, yeah, yeah, I think there's there's always opportunities to um, or potentially opportunities to dive back into the startup world uh, down the road. So how did
1: you get involved with Startup Showdown and um, and, you know, in, in terms of being a, a judge there and and probably you've probably mentored people throughout the years as well. Uh, can you talk about that?
0: Sure, sure. So uh, as I mentioned, you know, I joined Hype in July of 2020, which is a, a pretty fascinating time to join a new uh, journalism, uh, start a new uh, position within journalism. Because as you know, uh, in journalism, it's much easier to, to network and meet people in person, um, understand your sources and meet people in person. So I wasn't able to do that. But I have to say the people over at Panoramic um, who run Startup Showdown, uh, were incredibly uh, wonderful and helpful in terms of always talking to me for stories and and pitching me stories uh, that they were um, of, whether it's their team or the companies that they're investing in. So I was pretty connected to to that universe, I will say. And so when they started doing Startup Showdown, I started uh, remotely um, because, because of pandemic restrictions. And so I got to be a judge on one of the first a uh, few um, startup showdowns. And it was a really cool experience. That was my first time ever judging uh, startups. You know, I speak and listen to their pitch competitions all the time. But it was a really cool opportunity to uh, talk with other, uh, uh, talk with venture capitalists across the, the judging panel and really understand what uh, they look for when it comes to uh, a potential investing uh, opportunity.
1: Now was there anything that uh when you were kind of working with them and obviously they they're putting their money on the line so they're looking at this through a, maybe a different lens than you <laughs> but yeah. um was there anything that was like an aha moment like oh wow I didn't realize that was so important or you know I didn't you know you they connected some dots for you maybe that you didn't see in the way that they saw an opportunity or a venture
0: yeah, absolutely, and you know, I I steal this question from them, I guess, um, and and because there is an overlap between there are some overlap between the questions that a VC would ask a founder and what a journalist would ask a founder, but I think that they do a really great job at at really pulling out from a founder, you know, why asking the question very directly, you know, why are you the right person to build this? Um, because inherently, as a as an entrepreneur, you are. Uh, you, you have to see the world in a, in a different way and you have to convince people um, that you are the right person, uh, not only that there's a, a market for your idea that doesn't exist now, but you are the right person to, to build this and, and um, bring more people in, into your vision. Um, and so I, I ask that question very pointedly now and that is something that uh, you know, the, the Startup Showdown team uh, definitely thinks about because yeah, they are investing money and time into a founder uh, and they want to make sure they're that's the right person tackling the right problem at the right time.
1: Now, do you have any advice, since you're in journalism, any advice for the startup founders that are listening to this right now on how to get the attention of the press? It's so difficult to get to be heard and to be found in today's world. How do you stand out? Is there anything you could be doing to elegantly maybe stay top of mind in in terms of a reporter or of a publication, a blog, no matter what it is? And today, there's so many different choices out there. But how can a founder... Get the attention of the media in an elegant way that's not turning you off and it's not obnoxious
0: uh, Lee I really appreciate that question because I'm sure as you know you know uh, journalists inboxes get pretty messy pretty quickly just in terms of the amount of pitches that go out there um, you know for me I think the best time to talk to a journalist is um, and, and cr- you should be creating rapport with, with journalists and really the general PR uh, world, I guess, as well, um, long before you have news to share. Um, and I say that because when someone raises funding, that story is going to be out there and p- potentially most likely picked up by multiple news outlets. Uh, you want uh, to have a relationship with journalists that that's before you send out that big press release, um, because that's going to create a better story, uh, that, you know, you have a relationship with, with someone and they, they will, you know, be, they're going to have more time to tell your story more. Um, yeah. Um, they'll be able to dig a little bit more into what you're building. I think a lot of times, and it happens probably every day. (laughs) Um, I get a story that says, Hey, we raised money. And the embargo lifts in two hours or so. Can you tell our story? Uh, for me, and I think I, I think a lot of journalists too. You know, that doesn't give us enough time to to really dive in and, and do an, a a great job at. And you know, we're just we don't want to just rehash the press release. We want to go deeper. Um, so, of course, you know, I think developing those relationships early is great. Um, also, you know, my other piece of advice is always, you know. Pieces that, uh, if you can make your startup or frame your startup in more of a human interest story perspective, I think that's great. You know, founders get very uh, hyper focused on how cool their tech is and kind of the the nitty gritty technical things that make uh, a startup happen. But if you're not able to translate that story into why a consumer or a business should care about it, it's going to be harder to get press. Um, and so, really take some time. To think about why you, as a founder, are interesting and why your product uh, is so different and and unique in the market, I think that those help. That helps journalists uh, tell a better story and a better narrative about what you're building.
1: And I, I think that um, if I heard you correctly, it almost goes back to what you said at the very beginning about relationships being important and creating those human to human connections that help people um you know so that you know each other prior to the story being told that like you said you don't just want them to tell the story today but if they had reached out and over time you built a relationship you might be more interested in their story today than it was when it you know maybe when it was a glimmer of an idea six months ago
0: Right, absolutely. You know, I think um, keeping in touch is, is really important. You have to remember that, you know putting uh, putting out a news wire, you know, goes out to every journalist, and, and it's so easy to to glaze over those a little bit, just because, you know, you get you could get easily a hundred of those <laughs> a day, and so you're reading so quickly through something, and so you want to make sure that you know if you want to stand out against all the news that's going out um, out there, you know, that you have those personal relationships.
1: And so when you are kind of have a startup, you should identify who those key journalists are. That should be part of your network at the beginning, not just when you need them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, uh, it's very helpful for, for us and, and, you know, um, you know, at, at hype, we're, we're very, obviously industry focused. We focus very much on, on tech startups in the area, but we're also geographically focused. So we we don't cover, you know, there's, there's great startups happening all over the country and all over the world, but uh, we are hyper-focused on the Southeast region. And so, you know, there's, um, you know, for startups that aren't in the Southeast, there are awesome journalists and smaller publications um, in your area. I'm very sure of it. Um, and people who are who would like to connect with other people, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to connect people with, with other journalists um, around the area uh, or around the the country too, because, you know, I think that that's important for people to, to know, to know, to know your journalists in town.
1: Now, if somebody wants to um, kind of follow hype and and the different stories that you're covering uh, around the Southeast, what's the best way to do that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we put all of our stories out on hypopotamus.com, and that's H scom um, published there pretty much daily. And then we have a twice-a-week newsletter that goes out as, uh, as a digest of all of the the recent news and upcoming uh, community events and jobs that are also available. So um you can check us out on, on, online, or if you want to get a curated list, uh, sign up for our newsletter uh, that goes out uh, Wednesdays and Fridays.
1: Well, Maya, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing such important work, and we appreciate you.
0: Well, thank you. I really appreciate the time and um, look forward to, to chatting with you uh, soon.
1: All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Startup Showdown.
0: As always, thanks for joining us and don't forget to follow and subscribe to the Startup Showdown podcast so you get the latest episode as it drops wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more and apply to our next Startup Showdown pitch competition, visit showdown.vc. That's showdown.vc. All right, that's all for this week. Goodbye for now.